Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West, but you knew that already. Uh, We have a great show for you today. We can't wait to get to it. But before we do, we need to hear an important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. As promised, we have a great show for you today. We have with us Drew Michael. He is the manager of Dave Dorico Golf in West Springfield. How are you today, Drew? Good. Thank you for having me, George. Oh, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, It is now officially late April. The Masters was two weeks ago. All the golf courses are open. The golf season has officially begun. Uh, A lot of our readers and and listeners are are golfers, uh, and this is not just a sport. It's a a business here in Western Mass and elsewhere, and we wanted to talk with you today about uh, just what's happening uh, in that business of golf. Uh, Since the pandemic, we've seen, uh, I guess, what most would call a resurgence, if you will. Golf was not doing particularly well in the years uh, leading up to the pandemic uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, Some people had had stopped playing or were not playing as much. But the pandemic, there was less to do. So people kind of picked up the game. And I guess the $64,000 question, and I've been chided for using that term because it shows my age, uh, is whether we can expect those trends to continue. I know it's early. Uh, It's only, like I said, late April. But um, what are we seeing out there uh, in terms of what do we think this resurgence in golf is going to continue? Yeah, I mean, it certainly has been uh, refreshing and nice to see all the new new players and, you know, players getting back into it after years of, of, you know, time off and taking care of kids and this and that. But, um, you know, even if it stays at a slightly lower level, I mean, I, I think we, we can expect a lot of years to come with, with the amount of play and the amount of um, equipment bought and – I, I don't see it slowing down much, to be honest, because it's just, I think people have refound the the joy of playing and getting out there with friends and family. And it's, it's, it's really been a good couple of years for us and, and the golf industry as a whole. So we think it'll, we think it'll maintain. And like I said, even if it maintains at a slightly lower level, it's still very good, very good. So we're hopeful. All right. Before we talk more about the, the present and the future, let's, let's turn the clock back a couple of years uh, to uh, 2020. I, I, that was kind of a, a really strange time. It was uh, just about this time two years ago that uh, you know we thought courses were going to be open, and then the governor closed them, and then the whole business kind of shut down, uh, and, and then it opened again. Kind of tell us what you saw and what you, what you witnessed that what, what had to be a really strange year. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, you know, I don't think anybody knew what to expect at the time. We just knew that we were shut down until further notice. But 
the desire to play golf never left and people were traveling to play. They were, you know, setting up, uh, you know, nets and cages at home. Um, personal launch monitors, things like that were being purchased. So you could tell the desire was still there. We just didn't know when things were going to reopen. So um, on the retail side of things, it was a little tricky. We certainly got a little nervous at one point, not knowing what the future of our business would look like for that year and the and years to come. But we were getting calls, emails. I mean, people were looking for equipment. So, um, you know, I think everybody just had to get a little creative to try to scratch that itch, if you will. But um, I think that that gave us a little bit of hope just seeing how um, how much people really wanted to get going and get playing and try to maintain a little bit of normalcy during that. So it was certainly weird, but uh, like I said, it was good to see um, all of our customers reaching out and, you know, seeing people being very proactive about getting in touch with the governor and trying to figure out a way we could all get out there and play. And once the courses were allowed to open, what, what did we see then? I've heard that we kind of basically saw it across the board. Uh, old people, young people, men, women, newcomers, yeah, people who were in it and, and put it away for a while. It was just kind of a big surge. Yeah, at the time, you know, initially when everything else was kind of shut down, golf was one of the only things that we were able to do. So. I think that that caused a little bit of the surge. I know courses were certainly extremely busy. Um, you know, being being one of the only things that could really be done at, in a group or, you know, somewhat face-to-face at the time was, I think, what kept people going. It was a, it was a weird time. So, you know, any, any normal thing that they could do, they were trying to do. And I think golf was kind of that outlet. Mm. So we're, we're a couple of weeks into the new year. Like I said, I think probably every course in the region is open by now. And what, what are you seeing so far in terms of that level of participation? And like I said, this is a big question on everybody's mind because it, it's one thing to start golf up again and to take up the game. It's another thing to, to stay with it. Uh, it's expensive. It's time-consuming. Um, and I love the game. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying these things. So, no, I, th- I think you know, still people are are not necessarily back to normal in terms of their business routine or daily routine for their work. So, you know, they're they're finding the time. They've got the time still. Um, you know, the the kind of late opening, I think, actually kind of helps sometimes because it just gets people more excited to play the more they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far we, we haven't really seen any, any slowdown in terms of participation or customers. I mean, we, we're still seeing new faces daily, which is nice. So that tells you, a people are finding us, which is good, but they're also, you know, the newer player or the player getting back into it is, is, um, you know, excited to do so. So it's been, you know, even with a late start this year, it's, it's still been, uh, I think very busy, busy and, you know, the desire to play is still there, which is nice to see. Well, you say late start. I think it was actually a pretty early start for a lot, a lot of the courses in this area. At least uh, many of the, the public courses uh, would have an opportunity. The, the snow kind of melted away pretty quick there. So uh, 
I think, and the course is needed. Uh, last year was certainly a, a challenging year for, for many of them. And uh, they got a lot of challenges in front of them. I, I know you keep your, uh, your ears to the ground. You know, the courses are looking at uh, workforce challenges. They're, they're battling inflation. Uh, their costs are going up. Uh, you know, what are you hearing from uh, the course owners and the course managers about uh, what they're up against this year? Yeah, I think, you know, because of, um, you know, how everything, the cost of everything is, has been going up pretty steadily that, you know, obviously they've got to absorb some of that, but they, the customer also, ha- also has to absorb some of that as well. So we are seeing a little bit of uptick in terms of uh, rates to play and memberships and things like that. But, you know, in a way it's good. They, they, they have a, a level of customer service and a level of um, expectancy with, with course conditions that needs to be maintained. So, you know, as the course owners and, you know, superintendents and also players, everyone's got to kind of understand that, you know, we can still get this done, but it just might cost a little bit. And um, I think by working together and kind of being understanding in that sense that things will be just fine. Okay. All right, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking with Drew Michael. He is the manager of Dave DeRico Golf in West Springfield. We've been talking about the resurgence that the game has seen since the start of the pandemic two years ago and uh, talking about whether that resurgence is expected to continue. Uh, I guess the consensus is that, uh, yes, uh, we should start to, to see uh, things continue into the new year. But but there are a lot of challenges for, for course owners and, and for players as well. So I know last year there were supply chain issues even within the golf industry. People talked about automobiles and things of that nature, but it went right down to golf clubs and even golf balls. Uh, are, are things improved as we start the new year? Are, are people going to have to wait uh, three or four months for a new set of pings like they did last year? A lot of companies have, have figured out ways to, um, you know, I guess, get around certain things. There's some things we just can't avoid. Um, for the most part, uh, most companies have had a, a pretty good time this year. Um, it all depends on what we're trying to put together, George. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've gone about our fitting a little bit differently this year where, you know, we may fit with a certain shaft, um, but you know, we'll be right up front with the customer and let them know that, Hey, maybe that shaft might not be right available. So we might have to get a little creative and find something, um, comparable, but most people are understanding. They just want to, they want to have, um, you know, what fits them the best. And generally speaking, you can go from company to company in terms of the, sh- the shaft companies and find something that will work, um, you know, just as well. It just might not have the same name to it. So, all in all, I think it's, it's been pretty good so far. Um, some of the bigger items, golf bags, carts, things like that are a little slower to get here. But, um, you know, everybody's trying to, to work together to make this happen. So the companies, for example, I mean, they're, they're doing everything they can to get these clubs out the door and uh, trying to up their staffing as best as possible. And, and they're running their guys around the clock. So. Everybody's working together. Um, you know, we'll get that rare case where something just 
keeps getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And mm -hmm. that does make it more challenging. Um, but we also were, we're a little proactive this year in trying to get as many shafts and grips in stock that we can. So, so people are, uh, you know, able to get what they want. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a little tricky, but you know, we're working on it and trying to stay creative and figure out ways to get equipment out the door as best as possible. All right. A few of the pros I talked to recently uh, talked about just difficulty getting balls last year. Um, yep. Just supplies were not what they were. I guess the resin that goes into these balls that comes from China and the uh, production had stopped. Uh, some of them were actually predicting a golf ball crisis on golf ball shortage this year. And what are the signs for, for that? So we have seen a little bit of a shortage. Uh, it, depending on what, what golf ball, what company, um, for the most part, it's, it's been okay. I think, um, because of the volume that we do, the companies will put us, uh, a little higher up in terms of priority. So we have seen a good, a good amount of golf balls, um, being delivered. Like I said, if it's something particular, maybe a yellow golf ball or a colored golf ball, sometimes those don't get here as quick, but the main skews, the main golf balls we have seen, um, you know, plenty of this year. So it's not too, too bad. Okay. So when we, let me switch gears here. When we talk about golf and we, we talk about the, the business of golf, it's always been said that one of the keys is getting the next generation of players involved and, and getting them to stay involved in the game. And, and, and it's hard. Like I said, the game is time consuming. Uh, young people today want to do something quickly and then they want to move on to something else that, it's been said that they don't have five hours to, to devote to golf and uh, it's expensive also um, number of challenges, but uh, it's been said that, that this is the key is to get these young people involved. And I know that there's a lot of, of, of effort going on, a lot of different programs. Can you, can you talk about the, the state of the game in terms of these young people and, and getting new people into the, the game, not just young people, but women as well. And, Sure. All yeah. populations. I, I would say that's probably been the biggest growth in the game in the last few years is uh, we're seeing a, a lot of junior players coming in, looking for equipment, looking for places to play, looking for leagues to play in. Um, we've seen more women than ever, which is great. Um, you know, and I think these local courses, the local pros are doing an excellent job um, advertising junior leagues, advertising you know, ladies participation, maybe clinics that, um, you know, make it a little bit easier to get involved with. So um, that that's probably one of the more promising things we've seen is, is the, the growth in that aspect. Um, I would say even on the high school level, these teams are getting more and more kids each year to try out, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, like you said, that's the key. The next generation, we got to get them in line we've got to get them excited to play and we've got to, you know, maintain them throughout the process. So, um, I would say that's been a very positive thing, uh, not only in our industry, but on the playing side of things as well. We've seen a, a lot of juniors and a lot of, a lot of ladies lately, which is great. Okay. The game itself is, is very difficult. Uh, it's a, it's a challenging game. It tests you in every way. It's easy to get frustrated. Uh, what do you say to, to people who are trying to, get into golf about, you know, how they can just enjoy it. Maybe not worry too much about what the, the number is on the scorecard at the end of the round. Uh, 
about? How do you talk to people about really getting in and enjoying the game? Yeah, um, obviously it's a very intimidating sport initially. Um, you know, I think the key would be who are you playing with, where are you playing. You know, you want to have fun while you're doing it. So it's um, finding that group, finding that comfort level. Um, you know, finding equipment that might help you play a little bit better. Yeah, I think you you can understand at any level. It's always going to be frustrating. Um, but I think that's also one of the the fun things about golf is that it's always going to push you. It's always going to make you want to play better. Um, and, and we all seem to get that one shot around that makes us want to come back for the next one. So, um, I actually had two rounds last year where I didn't have a shot like that, but that's okay. I, I usually have more than one or two around. So I do want to come back. So <laughs> I got okay. you. Yeah. Go ahead. So anything else you want to say about, uh, what we can expect this year? Um, I, I, nothing in particular. I mean, I think that, um, it, it's going to require some patience both on our side and, and with customers and, um, uh, just in general, you know, the, the landscape of golf has changed a little bit, but I think we're all adapting well to that. Um, I wouldn't say it's the new norm, but I think it's the, the norm for the time being. And, um, as long as people are patient and, and understand that things have just changed a little bit, I think we'll have a a good season and, and seasons to come. When you say changed, uh, what, what has changed in your uh, mind? You, you see a lot of online bookings now, you know, it's not the face to face interaction that you normally see. So I think generationally there's some challenges there where maybe, um, you know, some players aren't as advanced in terms of technology and um, certainly staffing has been a little bit of an issue at some, some courses, things like that. So, um, it's been tricky, I think for, for some players to find the, the normal routine, but I think if they continue to try to figure it out and try to figure out ways that they can get out there as, as much as they'd like to, that they'll be just fine. Um, you know, on the other side of things, on our side of things, if supply chains have to get better, I don't think they can get worse. So, you know, again, if people can maintain their their patients and just understand that things might take a little bit longer than usual. Mm -hmm. uh, they will still get the equipment they want. They'll still get the, the things that they're looking for, but they just might have to wait a little bit. Okay. Most of that stuff is worth waiting for. Actually. Yes. Equipment has changed the game for the better. Uh, I think everybody would agree to that. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Drew. We appreciate your time. Uh, I hope you have a great season. I hope everyone involved in golf has a great season. Uh, we'll have to have you back on soon. I'd love to. Thank you, George. Okay. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for listening. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.